Hello Gateway Church. I count it a huge privilege to be with you today, albeit via video, and I trust that uh, what God has given me uh, to say to you from his word and from my experience will encourage you and help you on your way as you trim your sails a bit and try and try to increasingly align with this wonderful word given to you by Keith Hazel, which reads, I believe that God recommissions you tonight to be a mighty army in the community. God wants you to touch pool by the power of the Holy Spirit and be a gateway into the kingdom of God. How does that word make you feel? Do you feel like a mighty army? Maybe take a little look around the room. How many of you had an argument with a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend on the way here in the car this morning, uh, oh mighty warriors? Are you ready to touch pool by the power of the Spirit and be a, a conduit, a gateway through which many Poolians can enter the kingdom of God? The point is, we are to receive these kind of prophetic words that God gives to us with faith in God more than faith in ourselves. You're going to actually need great faith to live in the good of this prophecy. And I want to read a few verses from Luke chapter 7 about great faith to you. When Jesus had finished saying all this in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, This man deserves to have you do this, because he loves our nation and he's built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to him to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. This one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the man who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Okay, great faith is what the centurion had. Great faith is what you're going to need. I've got two observations about great faith. The first is, great faith draws on the grace of God. Remember, the grace of God is undeserved to us. And right here, we've got a little cameo of the gospel. In verse 4, the Jewish leaders say to Jesus, this man deserves to have you do this because he's loved our nation and built our synagogue. He deserves to have you do this, Jesus, because he's done things that are deserving of your favor. And then in verse 6, that's religion, by the way, in verse 4, it's not the Christian gospel. Verse 6, we've got the Christian gospel. The centurion somehow gets it and he says, just to be clear, I don't deserve anything from you, Jesus, not even for you to come under my roof. Undeserving versus deserving. That's true Christianity versus religion. Ephesians 2 says that we are saved not by works. The Jewish leaders didn't get that. Why does Jesus consider this grasp that the centurion seemed to have on grace? Why did Jesus consider that to be great faith? Here's why. 
Ephesians chapter 1 says that we are saved by God to the praise of his glorious grace. God loves his grace to be magnified. God loves his grace to be the hero of the story, not us. And so when the centurion said, I don't deserve it, Lord, but therefore please do it. God says, you, Jesus says, you've got it. You've got the essence of faith. Faith. You've got the essence of faith that it's to the praise of my glorious grace, not your good works. Sure, do good works. But that's not the big story. The big story is it's to the praise of my glorious grace. So how does this inform the way we receive and live in the good of this prophecy? How does it inform the way we pray? It goes like this. Father, I do not deserve a miracle. Therefore, please give me a miracle. Who's the hero of that story? Who gets the praise in that scenario? Here's another one. Father, we've messed up our marriage. We don't deserve to have you fix it. Therefore, please fix it to the praise of your glorious grace. Here's another one. Lord, we need more money. We're not getting through. With my level of skill and frankly, with my level of hard work, I don't deserve to be paid more. Therefore, Lord, please find a way for me to be paid more. And when it comes to the city of Poole, Lord, we don't deserve, we Gateway Church don't deserve to have you use us in the way that Keith Hazel has said. I mean, look at us. Therefore, God, use us in the way that Keith Hazel has said. And we, and all of Poole, but particularly us in our hearts, we will never be in any doubt that this was all how you used us now and in the years to come, how it's all to the praise of your glorious grace. Lord, Paul doesn't even deserve you to have, Paul, the city of Paul doesn't even deserve to have you touch her and bless her. Therefore, please bless her to the praise of your glorious grace. The second thing about great faith is that it draws on the authority of Jesus, on the grace of Jesus, and now it draws on the authority of Jesus. The centurion was crystal clear about chain of command. He said, I'm, I'm a man uh, under authority and in authority. He, he was going through in his head, the Caesar, there's me and the soldiers under me. That's where my, my authority comes from, Caesar, and that's why people below me obey me. And he applied that to Jesus. He knew in his head that it was God, Jesus and sickness. Jesus had authority over sickness because God had given him authority over sickness. Great faith for Paul to be impacted with the gospel must be earthed in your confidence, must be earthed in the one who has all authority. Your faith for God to fulfill this word from Keith Hazel through you and to bless the greater pool area, it must be rooted, it must be rock solid in that God is able to do this. When God speaks, he's the one with all authority and he gives you authority, delegated authority, therefore you do have authority 
on earth from God. Do you remember the, when the disciples were caught in a storm on the lake and uh, Jesus was sleeping and so on? Um, it says, uh, when Jesus calms the winds and the waves, um, and he had said to them, oh, you of little faith. He said, you of little faith, and then Jesus calms the winds, winds and the waves. And then, then, then they said, who is this? Whom even the wind and waves obey him. And Jesus said, you've got little faith. And they had little faith because their understanding of who Jesus was was little. They didn't understand him to be the sovereign God of the universe with power over all things. So therefore their faith was little. You're not like them. You and I, we know that he is the Lord of glory, the king of the nations, the ruler of all the universe. He is the mayor's mayor of Poole. I presume you have a mayor. He's the government over all local government in your area. He's the great I am. He's the one with all authority. Believe that as you live in the good of this prophecy. One other thing that's just we need to note is there's a bit of a rebuke here. You know when Jesus said, I haven't found such great faith even in Israel. It was actually a bit of an elbow in, in the ribs to some of those listening because they, they should have known. Israel should have known. They should have had more faith because of their heritage and track record and opportunity and so on. And, and I, feel, I feel convicted by this and maybe you do as well. Maybe stirred's a better word. I feel stirred by this that not to get jaded, to believe God again. Maybe some of you have been around Paul for quite a while and you're tempted to think, yeah, it's another nice prophecy. I, I don't know if it'll really come to anything. No, th those of us who've been in the Lord the longest, let's have the greatest faith because we know that nothing is impossible with our God. We've had the most experience, have we not, with the grace of God. So let's draw on that to give us faith. And the authority of God, knowing who he is, let's draw on that to give us faith. God bless you with great faith as you walk forward together.